Quel'Thalas shines once again. Hey there. Hello. Hi there. Greetings. For the good of all. Hi there. Our destiny awaits. Hey. Hello. How are you? Greetings. Hello, and welcome to Control-Alt-Wow, the podcast for those of us who love World of Warcraft and love making many alts. I am Aprilian, your host, and Glanther, your co-host, will be along in a few minutes. Today is Wednesday, February 20th, 2008. This is episode 51, entitled, Hey, you've got Valentine's Day in my Lunar Festival. Hey, you've got Lunar Festival in my Valentine's Day. Okay, so this week was Lunar Festival, you know, continuation. I think it lasts two weeks, right? I think it does last two weeks, yeah. It's been going on for a while. And also, in the midst of Lunar Festival came Valentine's Day. Did you get to participate in that at all? You know what? I was able to log in for a few minutes um, every day. And um, the first thing I, I... I love Valentine's Day in the big cities. Because you can go and you can get your admirers, and uh, they, I love the cupids that you can, like the uh, little cupid goblins. Right. I basically, yeah, I basically go around and I just shoot everyone. <laughs> I I do, and I I shoot everyone, and uh, and then, but my goal was to get everyone in Iron Forge to have a, a little goblin flying around after them. And I was able to get most of the people, actually, um, on Iron Forge at that time. Oh, great. I got, I got enough admirers. I turned in enough things. So I was able to get, like, you know, I think it was, like, 30 of those little shots. And maybe it wasn't in Iron Forge, but certainly everyone in front of the bank, I should say, <laughs> which was about 30 people at the time. Yeah, that must have been nice. So it was nice. And people were, were thanking and laughing me. No one, no one gave me the, the angry gesture. And that's like, the good thing about Valentine's Day. So you can be a little silly, and that's okay. Right. And, of course, there were a couple of uh, valuable items if you got the uh, true silver arrow. Now, let's go ahead. Let's, let's back up just for those. Well, of course, everybody knows. when you The NPCs all have these hearts over their heads, and you have to go and get perfume and note cards. And then you go up to an NPC, and you give them a note card. You right-click on them, and they... If they're <laughs> well, it's kind of funny because if you have perfume on, only you can only get stuff from the guard from the ma- from the males, and if you have cologne on, you can only get stuff from the females. Except for in um, <laughs> Undercity, those big uh, ghostly things, you can get it from whether you have cologne or perfume on. Mm. But any now here's oh, here's a morbid question. I didn't actually get to try this out, but can you? Like, if you were a female character, could you put on perfume? Yeah, you can. You can put on cologne. And that, and that yeah, works. Yeah, you can put on perfume. Oh, okay. Right. Well, you can put on cologne if you're a female. But you can't do both. No, you can't do both. You have to have one or the other. And there's a right. two-minute cool-down in between. So, you know, there was a... T- well, I'll get into this later when I get on with what I was doing. But there was a time when there were no males around, and I put on a, um, perfume, and I... And then, I, no, my character had on perfume, and I switched to cologne so she, so she could get stuff from the females that were there. But we'll go into that later on. 
but you get these baskets these gift baskets uh, or um they're called um well anyway you get this this heart shaped thing and there's usually three items in it one can be a bracelet that you use when somebody's heart is broken which is one of the side of one of the risks you take when you go to get this thing from the NPCs is that they can break your heart <laughs> and it has such a cute animation did you get your heart broken I know yeah, yeah it, it was you kind of it was hard you kind of <laughs> bow down and you're like oh no and it's so funny you know they did a good they do a good job with it every year and so anyways and then there's also these things that you collect that you put together and make the whole purpose of it really is to turn all these things into a gift collection either alliance or hoard so if you in these um baskets come um one of the arrow things and that's the the ones you were talking about was the silver shaft arrows that yep. gives you uh a temporary qui q petal feet which is the little goblin uh cupid and there's a true silver one which gives you a permanent one that you can call and dismiss just like a regular non-combat pet and those are very rare and then um, there's also flower petals and, uh, oh, and the picnic basket. Did you get one of those? No, I heard everyone talking about the picnic, picnic basket. I wanted one, but unfortunately, I never got They're it. They're really cute. They're like, um, they put up a little umbrella and a little basket. And when you sit down, you kind of look for somebody to come sit with you and you get something to eat and you have a little picnic. It's kind of neat. Um, I got a few of them. I can give one of your Horde characters one. The thing about it, though, is that they you can't put them up on the auction house. And you can't put them in uh, guild banks. You can trade them as long as you haven't opened them outside the basket. So if you shift-click to look into them, which is kind of like going through all this is irrelevant since... Valentine's Day has come and gone, but in the future you can, you know, for next year you can know about this. But you can actually shift click and see it and then trade the basket. And there was a lot of uh, chat and uh, trade for people who were selling the, the picnic basket. Um, I think they were going for like 20 gold. <laughs> and uh, the true silver uh, permanent pet was going for 100 to 150 gold. Nice little mm -hmm. bit of money if you can get it. <laughs> I got one. I think I'm going to save it for something special. Anyway, so that was kind of fun. And uh, if you have a lot of alts, <laughs> it's a great time to uh, log on and get something for each alt. Now, if you were able to collect all the different little things, there was flowers for um, Ogrimmar, because, you know, Torrens are such tree huggers. And um, there were these, le these cards from the Bluff... Walk, walkers and um, anyways you created these little baskets that you could then turn into um, this main purse this main uh, I think it was another Quee Piddlefit it's actual flying goblin NPC that was near the mm -hmm. um, each major city like at Thrall it was near Thrall and I think um, an undercity was hanging down there where Lady Sylvania and all those people hang out at and it was like a vote. I don't know who won in my uh, realm, but at the end of all this, you will supposedly be able to judge who won. 
you know, whether it was Horde or Alliance. And the Alliance had the same thing, but they had this funny thing I thought was funny. What was it? Oh, a handmade woodcraft. <laughs> because, you know, um, Stormwind and the uh, dwarves are so handy with crafts. But it was good fun. And once it was over, uh, oh, you know what else they had? Um, it was kind of neat. They had these, oh, love rockets. These fireworks, which... Well, I, ne I never saw those, but I, I heard people yeah, talking and, about um, them. I was collecting a whole bunch of them because somebody in my guild is getting married. I don't, you know, it's a in-world marriage, and there's a lot of those going on, you know. People decide to being married in Azeroth. And uh, so I was collecting a bunch of them, and I'm going to turn it over to uh, the person that's uh, organizing it. And it makes for a nice little wedding so, oh, we'd love to hear from you. Anybody out there who was doing anything similar or anything interesting with Valentine's Day, give us, uh, write us a, a letter at uh, controlaltwow at gmail.com. That's C-T-R-L-A-L-T-W-O-W at gmail.com. So, anyways. And then there was, in the midst of all this, the whole um, Lunar Festival thing. You know, I didn't do any questing this week. <laughs> Between those two things, I spent most of my time either getting flight pass for my um, my lower level alts, and uh, I got obsessed <laughs> with getting everybody with five uh, coins so that they could get um, they could get an outfit or something <laughs> from Moon from the uh, Night Haven and Moonglade. Kind of silly. Mm -hmm. Did you do any of that? No, not really. I mean, um, like Lunar Festival. I mean, it's my least favorite of the World of Warcraft holidays. I don't know why. It just doesn't click with me. I, th I think I think it's because I, I don't look forward to it the same way that I look forward to Feet of Winter's Veil or Hallow's End or any of those other ones. It's just kind of you wake up one day and it's there, and I'm like, mm. oh, <laughs> all right. But, like, not to say that it's not a good holiday, because they're all good holidays. But, you know, everyone has the holiday they, right. they like yeah, the sure. least. You know, well, that just happens to be mine. Alt-a-holic. It's, it's one of the best ho holidays. I actually started a couple of alts just so I could get them out there and seed them so that they could have all these flight paths. Because, you know, it'll come in handy in the future. I started a, uh, I started a, um, shaman, shaman. Torin shaman named Shirella, mm -hmm. Shirella, Shirella the shaman. Shirella <laughs> <laughs> Deville, Shirella the shaman. I like that. So she's been out there getting all these flight paths, and actually, it was kind of funny. She was she dinged too, just from discovering all the new cities. You know, she didn't. She hasn't even actually killed anything or done anything within a quest, and she got all. And so she got all the coins, and she got, well, she got five coins, so she got an outfit, and um, that was kind of fun. I've been enjoying it. So, um, what else have you been doing? Or do you want me to go on to what I've been doing? Why don't you do about what you've been doing? Because I, I basically just went around um, and just played around with shooting people with uh, the arrows and giving them the QP pedal feet. Uh, because it was a busy week for me last week, so, so as I said, I was obsessed with uh, collecting this stuff from um, from the NPCs, these little heart-shaped boxes of stuff, 
And it was kind of weird because I actually got to the point where I couldn't find any more NPCs in some cities. I don't know. I, I'm wondering if anybody knows about this. If maybe they have a certain number of packages to give out. And after they've given out all their packages, their little hearts go away. And um, it got to the point where there was just, the only place I could find somebody was two, uh, three people in Thunderbluff. So I got all my alts over there and we got some more stuff. And I ended up getting quite a few baskets and quite a few, well I got like four or five, no maybe six of the picnic baskets and a whole bunch of the silver shafted arrows and one true silver arrow, which is the pet. And I did this on Earthen Ring, and I also uh, logged into Lathan, and which was really good because Lathan is a PvP server. So I was able to get the flight pass for um, the, my Alliance characters and my Horde characters. I have, uh, since I have three accounts, I have two accounts with Alliance, uh, Horde characters and one with Alliance. And I don't know if you know this, but only on... Um, if you're on a PvP server, you can only have all of one faction. Well, this is for the audience. I'm sure you knew that, right? I know. I mean, not... If you're on a Wait, PvP server... What is this? You can, on, on a regular yeah. server, on a PvE server, like uh, Earthen Ring, you can have a mixture of Horde and Alliance character on one account. Oh, yeah, for a second I was like... It's okay. I blanked out. I'm sorry. <laughs> but I'm just saying this for anybody that didn't I was like, know this. What, but on a, on a PvP oh, yeah, server, yeah. you cannot have both Horde and Alliance characters on one account. I guess the thought being that you would help. Or you would be a spy for PvP? I don't know. I don't know that's so important. So anyways, so I got all my... I got a bunch of my characters to get the flight pass. And I... Like I said, it became an obsession. It... It's such a small part of, of World of Warcraft, but sometimes when you're in this game, you end up focusing on just a little bit of something to all exclusion. And uh, I'm sure I'm not the only one that's done this, so if anybody else has done this, give a, you know write us and let us know about your little tiny obsessions. I know some people get obsessed over fishing, some other people get obsessed over finding a particular um, pattern. Or maybe even uh, certain factions, but there's so much to World of Warcraft that it's easy to get caught up in just one particular section of it. So um, the other thing I've been doing is uh, I was um, doing my normal auction house stuff. Uh, I've been making every three days. I've been making an Arcanite bar. I mean, an Arcanite rod using the Arcanite bars because I have to wait three days because my Jewel crafter? No, my alchemist can only make an Arcanite <laughs> bar. Yes, every Arcanite bar. Yes, twenty-two hours and fifty-nine minutes. <laughs> so I've been making sure. I even have a little timer so that it lets me know. Oh, I can when when I'm not in world. There is an add-on. I think there's a something in Titan panel or something that lets you know when you log on to a any character on an account that has an alchemist and that has a transmute available, it will let you know. I think it does the same thing for other cooldowns because I know I get the same thing with my tailor. When she can do a mooncloth, it'll tell her that, she, that there's a mooncloth available. So um, I've been mm -hmm. doing that and um, 
it's been very profitable because every three days I, I end up selling these Arcanite rods, which is something that the enchanters, higher level enchanters need. I can sell it for 60 to 70 gold, so that's pretty good. The only problem I did encounter is <laughs> when you have all these other little things going on in Azeroth, like these pets, um, anything to do with another kind of pet, or just any kind of celebration, I find that my pets on the Alliance Auction House don't sell as well. I guess people are... It was kind of funny. In the beginning of, thing, of Valentine's Day, they were selling. And then I guess after people started collecting these things, they decided, oh, we don't want anything on the auction house. We're just going to get our pets from this NPC thing. <laughs> kind of interesting. So that's what I've been doing. So now we're going to take a little break and we'll be right back. Okay, so we have some emails. Uh, you want to read the first one, Glanther? Sure. So this one came in from Tria, um, who is a warlock. And uh, he or she, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say he, because I think that this warlock is a male character in the game. So I'm just going to say that. That's my, that's my official answer. Hey, Aprilian and Glanther. It's Tria again, 70 Lock. I don't know if you had this answer questioned yet, S-I-C. Uh, but in episode 48, the question of what the choice between Infernal or Fellhound was raised. And what the choice in these quests is, is that you have one of, uh, an option of two different offhand items. And the Infernal is for increasing the damage of fire spells in the destruction tree. And the Fellhunter choice gives you an increase in shadow damage, uh, such as those in the affliction tree. Um, in my opinion, when you, uh, what you can get from Outland easily outdoes these quickly, unless you really need the experience, I recommend skipping them. They're a very long and almost now pointless chain. Well, thanks, guys, and keep the good work up on the podcast. Oh, thanks, Tria. That, that explains a lot. You, know, and it, you explained it much better than we did. Yeah, and I also have to say that you know, it's nice to get like a heads up when there's going to be like a long chain. Yeah. Because sometimes you're like halfway through the chain and you don't even – you don't know it. And then you're like, how long is this chain going to be? I recommend um, Lightheaded, which is a really great add-on that will actually show you chains when you pick up a quest. Because there have been times where I picked up a quest that sounded kind of interesting. And using Lightheaded, I would go and I'd look and I'd see it was 15, 15 down. <laughs> I saw that many of the chains were actually in like high level, high level um, dungeons. Mm. For example, like Tempest Keep. Right. And what I ended up doing was I did a couple of like the chains, and then I and then I I dropped it because I didn't I don't have a guild on the alliance side, and you can't go to Tempest Keep without like having like a like a guild. It's like a, it's like a raid. So it it really helped me out that way. So it's it's nice to know that there are when you get like a heads up with those kinds of chains. Right, and and that brings me to another thought. You know, it's okay to drop a quest. There's a, some people believe that you have to finish every quest that you get. But, you know, if it's not working for you, and especially with the new uh, EXP with the last patch, there are going to be some quests that you're just going to outgrow. <laughs> and I'm using air quotes around outgrow. Before you... um 
you know, when you get to it, you'll get to another level, and there'll be other quests. And with this la you know, patch 2.3 and Outland, there are going to be so many other quests that you can easily drop a quest. Um, you can get to a point where you are having to bypass quests because your quest log is so full. Which is kind of funny because when, when I started, the quest log was 20, and now it's 25, and I'm still going to, you know, a choke with a bunch of quests that I need to either just drop or <laughs> go and Yeah, and I'll, th I'll throw this out too, is that um, if you really wanted to get uh, um, kind of I mean, OCD about it, you can keep a log of all the quests that you drop. Mm -hmm. So that way you can, on one of your other alts, you can say, I'll do this chain quest right. with this alt. Right. Oh, that's a great and idea. It, it could be like a little mini goal for right. you. Um, and to kind of keep the game exciting, because if you play just one character, you won't be able to do all of the quests. Um, I mean, I think theoretically you could. I mean, if you went and you, you did everyone, but like you, you really can't. You can kind of use all these thousands of quests, you know, and, and you know, mix and match them up. I wish there was a mod that would show you which quests you've already completed. That would be great. Anybody knows? Oh, it would be so long. It would be like a novella. Oh, yeah. Like once you get to level seventy, it'd be like re reading an Emily Dickinson oh, novel. I hadn't thought of that. That's right. You got a point. Because, like, you do how many quests do you do to level roughly? You do like, um, you know, fifteen or between fifteen and twenty quests. Each level. Each level at least mm. times seventy. Yeah. By the time you got to twenty, you'd have over a thousand. Well, let me, let me do the math here. Oh, thank goodness we have computers, right? So let's see. So 70, I'm so bad at basic math. I apologize to all the listeners oh, out there. So probably. <laughs> uh, 70 times 20, why can I not do this? Yeah, you'll have 1,400 quests. Yeah. Thank you, April Ann. But I, once, you, once you bring the calculator out, you have to go through the motions. You know, you have to actually collect the numbers, even when you already know the answer. <laughs> Sorry about that. <laughs> Yeah, you're just like, he's got to do it. All right. All right. Now, Tria, who is a faithful listener, and I tell you, I appreciate it, has written us another letter. And I'm going to start calling him my warlock expert. And I might talk to him about maybe doing a special segment on warlocks. Because warlocks are fascinating to me because they're like, they're like hunters advanced, you know. Yeah. They are. Like, and you know what? I was thinking, once upon a time, we were talking about hunters and warlocks and we were talking about which pet was right. better and i remember you were saying like oh like hunters you have to feed right. the pet and manage their you know manage their happiness but you don't have to feed um your right. warlocks but then but you do have to worry about collecting those dang soul stones which soul shards shards that's right that's right soul shards which can be used to make soul stones right. But um, but you have to worry about that, and I almost find that more difficult to manage than the food, because you can buy the food like in big bulk, you know, in bulk at a um, like at a, right. a vendor. We, I think we talked about that other hint about mailing uh, food to yourself so that uh, when you run out of food, you always have it available. But yeah. The other thing is that even if you can't, if you don't have a soul stone, you can summon your imp without a soul stone, which is. <laughs> but I mean. I you don't want to. You don't don't want to be like a level seventy, you know, demonology um, tree warlock and have right. an imp. You know, you want fell guard. Right. An imp could be enough to 
bring you down someone that you could so that you can get a soul shard and then summon your uh fellow guard or whatever yeah oh yeah true <laughs> true all right let's read Tria's second letter um hey aprilian and glantha it's Tria again 70 warlock I had an experience this past week where I helped to explain the different talent trees to a 60 warlock who did not really understand them. This showed me that no matter how long you have been playing your class, you can always learn something new. So I thought I'd give a quick overview of how I personally, personally level a warlock. However, I do recommend you play your class however you want. These are just my personal opinions. I. I personally found the ranges of 10 to 49 having an affliction lock is actually the easiest way to go. And then after 50, I respected to demonology for the Felguard. Best choice they ever made on my warlock. That's a good point because I was, a, and I'm interjecting here, say brilliant, because I was a little bit worried about putting my talents in something because I did want the Felguard, but that's great. You could spend some gold, respect, and then get the Felguard. Anyways, Trio goes on to say the fell guard prevent provides an amazing tank <laughs> and looks awfully cool that's a brilliant again <laughs> and some, <laughs> yes, some of the spells you get in the demonology tree improve your character's abilities incredibly i thought i would include a spec that i had used at 50 and one that i'm currently using to farm at 70 if you guys ever have an, any warlock questions don't be afraid to ask keep up the good work and um he's I included the spec trees that he's used. You know, you can go to World of Warcraft slash info slash classes and pick your particular um, class and fool around with the talent tree and actually create a talent tree that you can then, you know, share with somebody. So I'm not going to go over the talent. I'm not going to read the link because it's very long and complicated. But we're going to include the link in the show notes. So uh, go over to the show notes, check out Tria's specs. Good points. I'm glad you brought that up because I have a couple of warlocks and it's very, you know, confusing sometimes exactly what to do with the trees. And uh, I think I'm going to follow uh, his... Uh, the reason why you want affliction is because of the dots, right? Oh, yes. And one of the things that I always liked about warlocks, and one of the reasons why I like about hunters, is that they have a tree... That is basically a um, a static effect tree. So what was like a passive? I'm sorry, passive effect um, tree, which means that you you have all of these skills that just buff your character, and that's what they do. Like I love those kinds of skills because it it, it makes me feel like my character is more powerful, but I don't have I can still I don't have to worry about managing those skills. Like well, I like my war, my uh, my paladin that way too, especially if you're a protection because you can get, um, you can kind of dip into a little bit with like the holy spell tree, and you can get, you know, ten percent added to your strength, ten percent added to your intellect, ten percent added to your stamina, uh, you know, and um, you have all of these as like plus ten percent, and then like adding so much to your um, attack power, you know, just these these passive effects are just kind of there, always on. So that way you can still play your character and you're more powerful, but you don't have to worry about, do I have the mana for this spell? Do I have the ability to, um, do I have enough slots in it? How am I going to create like a macro if, you, if you're into macroing? So a passive effects are great. I love those. And warlocks have a lot of them, especially in the demonology tree. 
Wow, I'm looking at the tree and the demonology tree is specifically 100% demonology, which is interesting. Yeah, that's, uh, that's basically how I have my, uh, my paladin. He's basically protection all the way through. Yeah. That's how you make a tank again. Oh, wow. <laughs> so I'm, I'm glad again, Tree, that you brought up this, um, this uh, tree thing because it's very neat to be able to go into um, this website and fool around with the trees. I recommend anybody try that because when you hover over certain uh, things, you get to understand why you might want to learn why you might want to um, start a specific tree. It's very confusing when you're looking in the um, screen in the game and you're trying to decide where to go because uh, you know that's once you click you're done. Do you know what I mean? Yeah so this gives you a chance yeah. to go around with it and uh, I recommend everybody go over and check it out. It's World of Warcraft dot com slash info slash classes and then you get a choice of which class you have so thanks again Tria keep the letters coming we enjoy your input and um, I'm sure we'll be hearing from you in the future well we got one more question one more, I mean one more email from Asheo and Asheo yeah Asheo's a yeah, <laughs> And he writes, or she writes, <laughs> welcome to Dual Boxing Glanther. Yay! Yay! <laughs> I agree with Aprilian. FFA. Um, FFA, <laughs> FTW, which I don't know what FFA stands for, win, but I think yeah. FTW is for the win. Well, we'll have to find out what FFA means. <laughs> and Oh, better Wikipedia. Hold on a second. To complete the quest first. Almost. Why almost? When doing grinding quests such as go find me 30 human heads and you kill 10 humans and only two of them turn out to be heads, go figure, I found that it's faster while both characters have the quest. If one character completes the quest, the drop rate seems to drop. I guess it makes sense. So, um, what I'm following. Um, it may, I guess it makes sense mathematically. So I get the follower up to 29 heads, then work on the followee, or the leader, <laughs> so they both finish at about the same time. Alright, that's an interesting point, and thanks for pointing that out, Asheo. So all you dual boxers out there, keep that in mind. When you're doing a collection quest, you might want to go ahead and let your follower finish almost up to the last one, just so that the drop rate is still the same for both characters. Yeah. What is I it? have I have FFA. <laughs> well, um, it's, it's kind of funny because the Shea we know is from Australia, but the um, the FFA is the Future oh, Farmers of America. <laughs> well, oh. but he's talking about farming though. Oh. Uh, I think it's what it is. <laughs> if if it's if it's not the same thing, then that is the best <laughs> coincidence <laughs> ever because. The future farmers of America for the win. Here's how you, you can know, grind. You want to hear something really funny? I used to be a part of a future farmers of America when I was little. And I really? Oh, it's so cute. So that brings us to the end of our letter segment. Thanks for the letters. We look for um, more. Uh, check out uh, the links on the show notes, and that's at controlaltwow.com.
Okay, so one of the things about World of Warcraft is it does take up a lot of your time. It's really not a game for everyone, and it's not a game for people who have a lot going on in their lives. And we have some good news and some bad news. But it's 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 good news most most of the time. So just a, a heads up to everyone. I am getting a new job in a different city. Yay. Now, it's not going to be um, a big um, issue in terms of, um, you know, in t t technology wise, because, you know, April and, and, and I can always do, you know, these podcasts, you know, over, over the, the internets. <laughs> so that's really very cool. However, I'm going to be going through a couple of big things. So, for example, a one and a half hour commute each way every weekday so that's three hours a day which I should be using to play World of Warcraft but I won't be able to unless I go and I get a um, of course like the, the EBDO cards that I'm, and I'm sure a brilliant has but she has more toys than I do and that's kind of my, my spot to envy her and her toys and things that I would like. Well even if you did that it wouldn't work most of the way there's some dead spots yeah way. <laughs> and um, then on, after that, once I finally move up to this place, the, the, the city I'm going to, I'm going to be trying to purchase a house. And for any, anybody who's actually purchased a house before, it's not an easy thing to do. Like, it's a lot of time you know, spent looking and you know, the mortgaging and things like that. And then once you get the house, you have to go and you have to you know, pack and move and unpack. And so, unfortunately, I'm going to have to take some time away from Azeroth um, because it wouldn't be fair to a brilliant because I wouldn't be able to invest, you know, a lot of time in the, in the podcast. And I also wouldn't be able to invest a lot of time in um, World of Warcraft itself. So I wouldn't have a lot of stuff to say even if I was able to, to get on. But the great thing about World of Warcraft is that if you ever have to leave all of, all of your gold and characters and everything stays exactly the way it was. And uh, I contacted, like Blizzard's tech support, I, I went and I, I didn't cancel my subscriptions, but I said when they were done to kind of like not renew them because I have mine going through, you know, six months at a time. And um, on both my dual boxing accounts, I set it up so that at the end of March they'll, they'll end because that's when my new job will be starting up sometime in April. Um, but when I do come back, it'll be kind of actually exciting because I'll be coming back to Wrath of the Lich King. But um, and, um, I had, I, I've been having a lot of fun with it. I can't wait to actually come back. Um, and um, a brilliant, I don't know what uh, you have in store for the listeners. If you want to give them any, um, like, um, what's the, like little trials or little previews of what's coming up. But I'm going to turn it turn it over to you. Like, what what? I'm I'm sorry. Oh, it's okay. but, um, we, I'm very happy for you and very proud of you and I know you're gonna do well. Um a lot of people have had to leave and we'd love to hear from listeners who have left and come back or who are still gone and just listening to the podcast and how they handled because it. Because it is, yeah, it is like a drug and I can't like I, it's going to be so bad. Like be, w looking at worldofwarcraft.com and seeing all the new stuff that you can't actually play, you know. But um, it's one of the, the things that's not good about having an iPhone is that you can have internet everywhere. And worldofwarcraft.com has its own little web click icon and everything. It's like optimized for the iPhone. <laughs> so 
you know, back and forth on the commute when I don't have a dead spot, I'll be reading up on all the world uh, of Azeroth news. Okay, great. So, this is going to be your last podcast, or are we going to have one more? Or- it, it depends on, like, what, what happens in terms of, like, house hunting and stuff oh, like okay. that. Um, and, and, you know, for what's going to happen the next couple of weeks. Uh, hopefully, I'll be able to, when I have time, come and drop in from time to time. Okay. And just kind of be here, but I'm sure that you have a lot of other... In the meantime, we have... Listeners. Um, do you need to go now? or? <clears throat> well, in the meantime, uh, I'm, I'm going to have um, next week, Asheo has uh, volunteered to uh, to do a podcast with me, and we're going to see how that works out. And uh, anybody that... Uh, we're going to be looking for other people who would care to join us. So if you're interested in podcasting and being a part of the Control Alt Wild family, let us know. It would be great to hear from some people. Even if you want just want to do segments or if you want to co host, that would be great. What do you think of that, Glanther? Oh, I think it's fantastic. And I think that the great thing about World of Warcraft is that it, it is a community, you know, based thing. And now is the time for you to be able to, you know, if if you're a listener out there and you want to add a little segment like an audio clip, um, or if you want to you know send in lots of letters and things like that, like now is the time for you to get your voice um, out there and and to talk about like how you like World of Warcraft, how it's affected you, um, and be a part of like one of the smaller like we're not one of the big World of Warcraft podcasts, but I think it's one of our uh, things that we're very um, good at is that we don't focus in on all of the end game stuff. You know, we're very much enthusiasts of the game, not just about and the gear. Angle. And the alts. It's very interesting and it's one of the things that keeps me playing World of Warcraft. So we're gonna say goodbye to Glanther and we'll look forward to you coming back to visit. Yay. Yay. So it was a it was it was a ride for the Alliance, I should say. Um and you know, if you, any alliance players out there, you, you know we're going to have to do uh, try extra hard to try to get some alliance point of view back into this podcast because I feel like it's going to go all to the horde now, <laughs> and we can't let that happen. All right, thank you, Glanther. All right, so thank you, everyone. Okay, so that's our goodbye to Glanther. I really had enjoyed having him with me. I started this podcast solo because I really love World of Warcraft and I love making lots of alts. But it was really great to have Glanther as a co-host. He gave some insights on the Alliance side that we would have never had if it wasn't for him. Uh, it, it's, it's kind of funny when real life interferes with uh World of Warcraft, but that's part of real life. Oh, by the way, I just looked it up online. I think FFA is free for all for the win. That's what Asheo meant. And uh, free for all, of course, indicating the fact that when you are dual boxing, uh, or when you're grouping with somebody, and you can change the loot uh, specifications. There's group loot which lets you loot uh, in some predetermined random cycle. Uh, and I don't know what the exact formula is, but it seems like it rotates, not 
eeny meeny miny mo but just automatically goes out to different people and then there's the um group one i mean the there's a round robin which goes around which i think would make more sense i haven't tried round robin yet and then there's the free-for-all which lets you pick whichever one you want there's a couple of other ones including master loot which lets one person loot everything and then distribute the gear and another one i can't think of at the moment but i think a shale meant free for um free for all for the win which is really good when you're um dual boxing for me because that way you don't have to make sure that that other person is right there to loot when they can't or if you're in a hurry and you just want the lead person to loot or you don't want to have to go back and forth i particularly like it when one of my um characters as a skinner and he can loot and skin right away without having to wait for the other person to loot before they can skin so let's talk about what's going to be coming up we have a shale coming up so i guess we're going to talk a lot about dual boxing i know a shale does a little bit more with macro so uh we'd like to hear about anybody who uses macro for dual boxing send us an email control alt wow at gmail.com I'm going to actually be focusing more on, on some macros because right now the only macro I use is target slash target, oh, the lead person, and then slash follow. But I'm sure there's a lot more that can be done, including with assists and things. And the other thing I want to focus on is um, managing guild alts. Uh, there's a lot of intricacies in that, and I'm <laughs> finding that the whole guild vault thing is great, except that <laughs> my guild vault is now stuffed with two pages of things that uh, I'm not even sure I still need, and that I probably need to get rid of. I'm even thinking about doing a wholesale clean-out, selling everything, and then starting over from scratch. Uh, I'd like to hear how people manage their inventories, especially among alts. I have still, I've been using RPG Outfitters. I think I've mentioned them before, RPGoutfitters.com. I'll put a link in the show notes. And it's really great because you can search your inventory and everything, and it makes a big difference. And also, you can look at your guild bank on the Armory at World of Warcraft. That's Armory.WorldofWarcraft.com. And that really helps with uh, <clears throat> organizing because you can you can see what's in the bank. You can see what's in. Uh, you can see the log to see who's been taking stuff and who hasn't. I mean, and who's been putting stuff in, and that's really neat to see too. Uh, I hope to have more content next week, and I will let everyone know how. Uh, what? Oh, we have a new contest coming up. <laughs> That's the other thing I wanted to mention. And so stay tuned to next week. Listen for the details of the new contest. And listen for, look out for Acheo. And also, any questions on Warlocks, we're going to have, uh, be sending them to Tria and have Tria uh, maybe uh, clear up some Warlock uh misconceptions you might have because uh he seems to be very knowledgeable with warlocks and we're uh gonna make use of that resource well i think we've uh said enough for today this is uh aprilian for the horde
been real. May you always be victorious. May the gates of Quel'Thalas be open to you. Always. May our paths cross again. Catch you later. Aldir Shalah. Go in peace.